Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. And we're off to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where we're joined by Jane Pickett. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you are very welcome. Anyone with questions, John Paul taking your calls, 1850-333-103. Or you can text or WhatsApp 0862-103-103. Okay, a listener is looking for advice on a eight-month-old puppy, fully house-trained, was actually very easy to house-train. It's a mix between a terrier and a Jack Russell a very intelligent little dog our listener says anyway now wants to know how often should they be bringing the dog in and out to go to the toilet um, I would say roughly every two to three hours as a minimum and that might be more often than they actually need to go um, so most pets will only need to go kind of every three to four hours if they have normal kidney health and are otherwise healthy but what I would say is at this early formative phase of your dog's life they were really great they toilet train really easily by the sounds of it. You don't want any excuse for that to go backwards. So it's always better to give them more opportunities to continue to get it right and really reinforce that good behavior of peeing outside on command rather than have a few mistakes and have a lot of backward steps. Because in the end of the day, if our dogs and cats do accidents inside, generally it's because we haven't been perceptive in their little subtle signals in wanting to go outside or we're not just taking them out regardless often enough. So I, I would say every two hours would be a good kind of starting point. Okay, Jenny has a, a cat about three years of age. She's noticed that the cat has started eating grass and can then bring back up the grass. She's wondering, is she lacking in something? Okay, this is a really interesting one. So it generally isn't that dogs or cats are lacking in something. So this is a really interesting one because generally that's what we think. Let's say when dogs eat stones or they start eating grass or cats eat grass or nibbling on gravel. Um there really is no scientific basis for it being that they're trying to supplement their own diet it's really just not the case nutritional deficiencies in this day and age when when cats and dogs are fed uh, a good quality complete diet are really actually quite rare and certainly being deficient enough that you would start having pica which is what kind of eating funny objects like grass and stones is called and uh, will be really rare the more common thing is the pets will sometimes eat grass if they're feeling a bit nauseous because they know that that will induce vomiting. So if they're feeling a bit nauseous, sometimes they'll make themselves sick by eating grass. 
But interestingly enough, although it's not well established in cats, we've learned recently um, that some dogs may actually graze out of habit. So sometimes it's not even that they're feeling nauseous. They just fancy having a bit of a play with some grass. And that may be the same case for your cat. What I'd say, if it's a massive change for your cat and they've never done this before, it definitely warrants investigation because it might be that they are nauseous um, and that this is the way that they're showing you that. So a trip to the vet for a full health check and possibly some investigations. But if they're otherwise really healthy in themselves, they maybe do this, you know, once or twice a month and it's an, you know, an odd occurrence for them. They maybe just monitor it um, if they're otherwise well in themselves. But if you're in any, in any doubt, I think the safe option is to get checked by a vet. Okay, Mary has a puppy, uh, is going outside to the toilet, but sometimes he'll end up doing his business on his bed. How do I stop him going to the toilet on his bed, says Mary. Okay, take him outside more often. Is it, um, yeah. Be the thing. Yeah, it's similar to our little, let's say, eight-month puppy that toilet trained really easily. You need to give them as many opportunities as you can to get it right because that reinforces it in their head that you know the toilet is outside. I need to signal that I need to go outside. So it sounds like you're a little way of the way there. You know, they're doing their business outside, but they're sometimes having accidents on the bed. Um, I think just being really, really mindful of taking them out very frequently more frequently than you think you need to, being very perceptive to their signal. So watch what happens when they want to go outside or watch what happens around the time that they want to pee and poo. But there's key times of the day where it's quite predictable that they'll pass either urine or a bowel motion. So early in the morning, after play, after a meal, they're the really predictable times and last thing at night before bed. So always make sure you hit those hit those critical points. And are some, are thing, some, say, quick to, are some quicker mm-hmm. to pick it up than others? They are. I suppose like humans, there's a bit of variation in how quickly we take to things. But I generally find the key determinant in what will have a, a dog or a, a dog or a puppy kind of toilet train quickly is consistency on yeah. the part of the owner is, is the really big one. So motivate them with treats. If they do their business outside, give them a little treat afterwards. But don't obviously if they do their business inside, but don't scold them. It's not their fault, frankly. It's probably that you haven't picked up on their signals to go outside. But also if they have peed on their bed, just make sure you clean the area really really well with a pet safe cleaner to get rid of the smell of ammonia because as long as that smell is there inside the house they'll have kind of tagged that as an acceptable toileting area so it's important just to take that away and take them out lots lots of times into the garden okay hi jane i have a golden retriever 12 months old his coat is gorgeous and soft except a small part of his back is very coarse any suggestions would be appreciated Okay, um, so there's a number of reasons it could be coarse. It could be uh, an unusual variation in the coat quality across um, the body. So if you think about, let's say, a dog's back, it usually has a lot more hair and it's a lot thicker than, let's say, for example, on their underneath, on their belly. It's generally much thinner and you can see a lot more of the skin there. So there is regional differences in what our hair thickness and length um, and quality is like across the dog's body. Now, the one thing I'd say is if there is a patch that feels much more coarse and wiry, one thing I'd wonder is if those hairs might be broken. And some reasons that those hairs might be broken is if they were, let's say, previously shaved on that area recently for a surgery or a test at the vets, or if they've been scratching or biting at the area. So some dogs and cats, if they're irritating or itching or let's say painful and they're going at an area, sometimes their coat can feel coarse because rather than let's say long silky hairs that taper to the end and feel silky to the touch, you'll be almost feeling kind of a bristly half broken hair and that can make things feel quite coarse. So I think it would be best um, if this is a new occurrence for your pet and hasn't always been this way 
just to get it checked by the vet so that they'll be able to examine the skin underlying the coarse area and potentially take some samples just even with a you know tape strips to look at under the microscope so there's lots of simple non-invasive tests that we can do just to make sure that the skin health in that area is not causing discomfort or even the underlying tissue so let's say we sometimes see changes in the hair coat in arthritic pets if they're licking over their joints or if they have back pain licking or biting over their back we sometimes see um, overlying hair changes so it's important just to keep an open mind and I think if this is a change for your pet I'd get um, a vet to check it out check the skin and check for any source of pain Okay, Deborah has a five-year-old. It's a cocker spaniel mixed with something smaller. Uh, the dog has always been prone to eye infections. She's wondering, is this type of dog, i.e. the cocker spaniel, prone to eye infections? And is there anything she can do to stop her getting them? She's fine at the moment. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear she's doing well at the minute, but certainly recurrent eye infections can be really frustrating, both for you as the owner, because nobody likes to see their pet unwell, um, and for your pet, you can imagine it's very irritating. If it's recurrent, if it's a frequent issue, there is probably an underlying cause. Eye infections can be caused by a number of things. For example, a dog that really likes running through hedges and hence you know, has a higher risk than a dog that walks you know, just in... Um, clear non-wooded areas of getting things you know into their eye it's like us walking through the bushes you always risk having something plop onto your face um, and might scratch the eye and lead to an infection but there can also be problems with things like the amount of tears in our eyes so sometimes if we don't have enough tear production in our eye we have a disease called dry eye the eye is much more fragile and prone to infection or even if we have little things like um, cysts on our eyelids so sometimes we can have a, a little cyst or a swelling of our hair glands and our eyelashes or even ingrown or interning eyelids um, so there are a number of things that can predispose. The best thing, I think, if there's a recurrent infection, it, it would be probably worth visiting your vet at this point. If it's a well-established thing that's happened a number of times, there's going to be an underlying cause. It may be worth visiting your vet while things are okay so that they can run tests in a normal eye so that they'll be able to check how, how your tear production is doing, really examine the eye in the absence of an infection and in the absence of swelling, which is actually a really helpful thing to be able to do. And it might be if the problem is very significant, they might advise um, referral to an ophthalmologist, so a, an eye specialist, so that they can further assess it um, with the knowledge of somebody who's doing that every day. So I think don't, don't lose heart. It's definitely something that can be managed. It might just need a little bit of background digging to find out what's causing it. Okay, because as you say, very, very annoying uh, on the poor dog. Okay, yeah. listen, uh, thank you for that. Um, and Jane, we'll chat again next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Good morning to you. That is a good afternoon. This is this stage Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, which is part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program.